0: Despite all of his endeavors, he was very despondent. He felt like he was in a hopeless state. If I do not kill him, he will kill me. He lost all of his luster. And then what happened? Who came to pacify him? What did they say? loudly. And then they took Prahlad back to the class. And Prahlad's natural qualities was he was so respectful and so kind to all living beings He did not see whether one is friend or enemy, whether one is kind or unkind. He would just treat everyone with such love and devotion that his teachers thought he was the best student and they thought that he's learning very nicely our subjects. But then when the Brahman teachers went to visit their homes and Prahlad was alone with the students, then what happened? Remember how Pralad described the hundred-year cycle of life, how it is wasted by a materialistic person. Fifty years sleeping. Because an average man sleeps almost 12 hours a day. That means half the life is wasted in utter ignorance, deep sleep, unconscious. 20 years. My question is: Have you ever met anyone who spends their life in this way, according to Prahlad's explanation? Huh?
1: <laughs>
0: Swami Ji has said 99.9999% of the people fit perfectly this description of Pralad. So what is the solution according to Prahlad Maharaj, how to come out of this trapping of the illusory energy? So after instructing his friends in this way, Shanda and Amarka saw that all the children in the class were preferring Prahlad's teaching to theirs. Rather than becoming obedient demons, they were becoming pure Vaishnavas. So they became very angry. He was destroying all of their service. This is the nature of the demoniac. You see, people are very much attached to to having the power of influencing the minds of others. And if someone sees, such a materialistic person sees, that somebody else has more power to influence those people's minds than me, they become extremely envious, and they want to destroy them. We see this throughout materialistic society, but we also see this within spiritual societies wherever there is this tinge of material attachment. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu preached, Amani namana dena that one should expect no respect for oneself and offer all respect to others. But wherever there is material attachment, whether it is in material or spiritual circles, if someone who has influence over others sees somebody has, is gaining more influence than in themselves, they want to destroy that person. Huh? Just like recently I was in Vrindavan and I was with a very old and dear friend of mine, and he was telling me how many, many years ago he, had a, he was working under a very famous spiritual leader. And he was the number one preacher under this person. And this person told me that some people were criticizing this spiritual leader. So he immediately felt if they're criticizing it, it must be because of him, because he's so influential. So he kicked that person out of the institution and told all of his followers, he's a poisonous snake. No one should talk to him, see him, or hear him again. So he went to Vrindavan and chanted Hare Krishna and lived happily ever after. <laughs> so this is there. So Shanda and Amark are the perfect examples of this. They were the gurus for these children. And they were trying to teach them. These children were obedient, submissive disciples to Shanda and Amarka. And here Prahlad Maharaj comes and he was preaching something else. And the students all chose him. They took to his path. They all became Vaishnavas. So Shanda and Amarka could not tolerate it. At that point they felt, let us just bring him to food to be destroyed. Doshanda so market took for and said, Hiranyakashipu, this boy is a rascal. He's polluting all the children in the whole kingdom with devotional service to Vishnu. He just, we reject him. We can do nothing more. They just threw him at Hiranyakashipu's feet. Hiranyakashipu was so angry. It is said that One has material attachment that breeds lust, and when lust is unfulfilled, one becomes ferociously angry. And from anger, there is bewilderment of one's memory. From such bewilderment, the intelligence is lost, and when intelligence is lost, one commits abominable activities. So Hiranyakashipu was such a materialistic person. Such a crazy man, he conquered the entire universe. But it is described that he was always disturbed in mind because he could not control his senses. So he wanted to take out all of his frustrations and anxieties on his own harmless little five-year-old child. I have tried to destroy you I cannot you dare to accept any other power above mine you dare to disobey my supreme command when I move my eyebrows even the demigods fall at my feet I have conquered with my hands all corners of the universe. And yet, you feel there is some power above mine? You talk about a a god, a Vishnu, as being greater than me? He said, Prahlad, where is it that you get your strength and power from? Trollot said, My dear father, I get my strength and power from the same place you and all other living beings get their power from, the Supreme Personality of God, Lord Narayan. He said, All strength, all power, all glory is coming from him alone. So therefore, my dear father, we should all fall at his lotus feet and become his humble servants. Hiranyakashivu became very furious. You talk about a Vishnu, where is your Vishnu? Pilad said, My father, he is everywhere. And he is in everything. Hiranyakashivu. Huh? Ah, he is everywhere? He is in everything? Show him to me. Where is he? Is he in this pillar? Prahlad Maharaj said, My father, he is in everything. And then Hiranyakashi pulled put his mighty fist and he dashed his fist against that pillar and said, If he is in this pillar, Show him to me! At that time, there was a rumbling sound that started coming from that pillar. It was a shrilling sound that was so horrifying that it struck great, great fear in the heart of Hiranyakashipu and all the demons. Where is it coming from? Is it coming from the sky? Is it coming from the earth? This is a horrible sound. It is striking great fear throughout all the worlds. Who is it? Where is it? Hiranyakashipu is looking in all directions, trying to find out what is the source. And at that time, from that pillar, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Dev, appeared. Such a wonderful form. His eyes were like gold. His hair was white like the rays of the moon. He had long, sharp teeth, a very full and effulgent mane that looked like the Very rays of the covering the effulgent sun. He had a broad chest, a thin waist. He had the head of a lion and the body of a man. And his nails were very hard and sharp. And within his eyes was the supreme manifestation of anger. And in this angry mood, the Lord began to laugh. And his laugh was like a shrill that struck the hearts of all the Asuras. Hiranyakashipu could not even look at him. It was such a fearful form. He was looking up and down, but it was too horrible to see this form. But he realized that Vishnu has sent this very, very unusual, mystical person. So Hiranyakashipu, being intoxicated by false pride, was thinking that no one could conquer him. So he drew his sword and he jumped at Lord Narahari just as an insect jumps into a blazing fire. And Lord Narsinghadev grabbed him and captured him. And Hayana with all of his great strength, somehow, with other, he was able to escape. And upon escaping, he was thinking, aha, just see. I am more powerful. He cannot contain me. This is the evidence that he will meet death at my hands. But Lord Dev, he was simply playing with Hiranyakashipu just like a cat plays with a mouse or like Garuda plays with a serpent. Lord Nursingadev had unlimited hands in all directions. And with his mighty hands, he grabbed Hiranyakashipu. He placed him between his thighs. And with his nails, he tore his body to pieces. Hiranyakashipu screamed as he laughed as he met his death. At that time, thousands and thousands of Rakshasa soldiers attacked in loyal obedience to Hiranyakashipu to avenge his death. Lord Narahari effortlessly took the body of Hiranyakashipu and threw him off on the ground, and with his many, many hands, the tips of his nails, he started tearing to pieces all the multitudes of the demons blood was flowing in all directions and they were screaming and screaming in great, great pain. He struck terror into their lives as he destroyed them all. And after all the hosts of Asuras were killed, Lord Narahari decorated with the bloody uh, intestines of Hiranyakashipu As a garland around his waist, his chest, he sat on the throne of the king. He was so trembling and so fearful that nobody knew what to do to pacify him. Even the demigods, at first upon seeing him, they all began to shower flowers and beat kettle drums. And all the various devatas came down to offer their obeisances and prayers. Lord Brahma offered his prayers in the glorification of the avatar of Narahari. Then Lord Shiva, then the Gandharvas, the Vidyadharas, the, the Prajapatis, ah. the Apsaras, the Nagas, all the different classifications of godly beings all descended to offer their prayers to Lord Narahari, But they were all afraid to approach him directly. So the Dhanavi guides decided that it is Lakshmi Devi that should pacify her eternal consort's anger. But when Lakshmi Devi came before this most extraordinary form She has never seen him like this. She could not recognize her husband in this form. And she even was very afraid. And she said, no, no, I cannot approach him in this mood. At that time, although the mightiest controllers of all the universe were fearful of this mighty and horrible form of Lord Nursingadev. not horrible, but fearful form, Brahma finally approached Prahlad and said, Prahlad, please. Prabhupada, when he told the story, he explained how Brahma said, he came because of you. So you should approach him. Prahlad, feeling very grateful for the opportunity, with the garland in his hand, offered his prostrated obeisances put his head at the feet of the Supreme Lord Bhagavan Rasinga Dev. And upon seeing this pure and innocent little five year old child devotee who had risked everything for his sake, the Lord's heart softened, became he filled with love, and then he placed his immortal hand upon Prahlad's head. And upon touching Prahlad's head, Prahlad became completely purified of all material contaminations. And simultaneously, Lord Nursingadev became completely pacified and filled with love for his devotee. And then Prahlad Maharaj offered beautiful and wonderful prayers. In the loving adoration of His Supreme Beloved Lord. And after hearing the perfectly pure and simple prayers of Prahlad, Lord Narahadi, who always feels indebted to the love of his devotee he offered Prahlad any benediction. Prahlad, I want to offer you something, what you have done for me. And Pralad responded, My dear Lord, how can I ask anything of you? Materialistic persons, they may do some sacrifice, they may perform some austerity in the service of the Lord, expecting some reward in return. <clears throat> Just like people sometimes they walk all the way, what is this temple in Himalayas, Vaishnavi temple, or to Kedarana, to Gomukh. Long, long pilgrimage, Amarnath. Or sometimes they even do the Braj parikram for 40 days. And they're thinking, my Lord, I have done so much. So many thorns in my feet. And so much hardship I have endured just to please you by this yatra. So now I am expecting that you will be very good to me and my business and my family and my home and everything will be just the way I want it. This is the way most people approach the Lord. But the degree of Prahlad Maharaj's tapasya, what he underwent, no person has ever underwent to that degree. We have described earlier today How he voluntarily and willingly and peacefully was put in the most torturous and dangerous conditions any human being has ever seen and or ever will. All on the basis of his loyalty and love for the Lord. So Nirasingha Bhagavan wanted to give him as an offering of love, something in return. Prahlāda could have asked for anything. But he said, My Lord, when it comes to bhakti or love, there is no question of any business arrangement of giving or taking. I am giving my life simply for your pleasure. If I hoped for anything in return, It would not be love. It would be business. I give you something, you give me something in return. But my Lord, if you insist on giving me some benediction, let this benediction be mine. And as long as there's ignorant, foolish people who have forgotten you in this world... Let me remain here to help bring them closer to you. And for the rest of eternity, grant me this one benediction, that I may always remain the servant of the servant of the servant of all of your beloved servants. Let this one wish be fulfilled in my life. And as far as my father, he is a demon and a rascal. Please be kind upon him. Pralad Maharaj taught how to be equal to all living beings. But not only did he teach with his words, but he taught by his example. So Lord day being pleased with Prahlad's great, great devotion and the purity of his unmotivated love. He assured Prahlad that all of your relations, all of your family relations, For generations past and generations future, they will all be liberated because of your pure devotion. And the great Acharyas, they teach us that this is not only the benediction for Prahlad, but it is the benediction for all sincere souls who take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. So if you are wondering what the best thing you can do for your family is, become like Prahlad, become a pure devotee by whatever means possible. They will all be liberated. If Prahlad would have listened to his father, his father would have gone to hell. If his father taught him to be a pure devotee, then Prahlad would have been a very obedient son. So if we really love those who are near and dear to us, the love should be based on how we could really help that person, not necessarily to make that person feel good temporarily. Love is for the soul, not for the body and the mind. If we can help the body and the mind at the same time, that is very nice holistic approach but if it comes where there's a we have to make a choice between the mind and the soul we must choose the soul it is the guarantee of lord krishna that if you become my pure devotee all those near and dear to you in all generations 10 forward and 10 future 10 behind they are all liberated That is the greatest offering of love. When you water the root of the tree, every part of the tree is satisfied in due course of time. So in this way, Lord, your singer day appeared in this world to show all men for all time to come that He is always the protector and the well-wisher of His devotee. We should fear taking no risk on behalf of Krishna. We should know that the Lord is within our heart. He is Lord, not a Hari. the all-powerful protector. What do we have to fear? We cannot even imagine how fearless Prahlad was. When we're walking down the street and we see a serpent, we become afraid. Prahlad was thrown directly in a pit of thousands of black, venomous serpents. He wasn't the slightest bit fearful. When we see a mob of people fighting and we think maybe they will come and get, we become very afraid. Prahlad was the center of attack for all the rakshashas who were spearing him with weapons. No fear. Can we even fathom the state of fearlessness of this little five-year-old Prahlad Maharaj? You see... You can never attain such a state of fearlessness. It only comes by the grace of Krishna. Such a state of consciousness is impossible for a human being. But by the grace of God, it is possible. Essentially, we cannot imitate pravada. But we could follow in his footsteps by being the servant of the servant of the servant, and by sincerely aspiring to his position. Krishna in our heart, being pleased upon us, can award us all this miraculous consciousness of pure. A pure love. So the great story of Lord Dev and his protection of his beloved devotee Prahlad should always be remembered. In fact, Narada Muni told Maharaj Yudhisthira, that wherever sincere devotees come together to discuss Krishna and his devotees, very naturally, Prahlad Maharaja's name will always appear. Because he is the supreme example for all of us. Because life is full of dangers, life is full of reversals, There's no avoiding them, no matter who you are, no matter what you do. But if we simply have faith in this beautiful narration, if we hear this narration with devotion and attention and develop this faith, then we will always be protected by the mercy of Krishna. When we chant the Nrsingha prayers every day it is very significant. In fact, in all of our temples throughout the world there are at least six artis a day and it is mandatory rule that after every arti we sing the prayers to Lord Nrsingha Dev. Although we are worshipping Radha and Krishna, the conclusion of all of our ceremonies are the prayers to Lord Nursing Day. So we are all devotees of Lord Nursing Day. Why? Because we are in this material world. And in this material world, there is danger at every step, not only for ourselves, but for our mission, and for the Guru himself, and for the Vaishnavas. In fact, the great acharyas teach us we should not simply pray to Lord Nrsimhadev for our own protection, but especially we should pray to him for the protection of our spiritual master and his mission. And our prayers are attractive to the Lord to the degree there is sincere intensity. And a sense of urgency within them. The prayers to Lord Narsingadev are very melodious and written in very poetic Sanskrit style. If we are chanting them enjoying that, there is not much value. But if we appeal with a real sense of need for the mercy and the protection of the Lord. It is our good fortune. When Srila Prabhupada was with us, oftentimes he would be in a crisis in his health. And it it appeared that he could either leave us or not leave us, either way at any second. And he would tell the devotees to appeal to Lord Nursingadev to protect their spiritual master. And how much we approached him then. Every day, six times a day, we're singing. But at that time, we were really singing. And we were really conscious of Lord a Day. We weren't just singing a song. But we were conscious from the core of our hearts. Please, my Lord, hear my prayer. This is the mercy of the Lord. Huh? So we heard today, this afternoon, of the power of pleasing the Lord on a holy day such as Nirsingha Chatur Dasi. You all remember the story? Yes? So today is Nirsingha Chatur Dasi. What time is it now? It's just about the time of sunset where Lord Narahari appeared. He protected all the benedictions of Brahma. He did not appear either the day or night because sunset is neither day nor night. He was neither inside nor outside but right at the doorstep of the palace. He was killed by neither a demigod or a man or an animal. He was killed by Halfman after one. He was not k- killed by any weapon but the nails of the Lord. He was not killed by anything living or dead because the nails in the body are neither living nor dead. Correct? Some people say they're dead when they are dead because they have no feelings in themselves. But at the same time they grow, which means they're alive, so they're neither living or dead. So how expert the Lord figures out everything, so that all of Brahma's benedictions were intact and the demon was killed. So on this auspicious moment, on this auspicious night, whatever sable we offer has great power. In whatever prayers we offer will appeal directly to the heart of the Lord. So let us, during this beautiful Abhishek ceremony, offer our prayer that His divine mission will continue to grow and expand and get larger. Know that there is no greater enemy to the mission of the Guru than lying propaganda. Maya tries to divide and conquer. The greatest, most established empires in the world have been destroyed from within by lying propaganda because when there's lying propaganda there's dishuman, disunity disharmony and nobody knows who to trust and who to not trust Huh? and then the whole mission falls So you should know that if Maya wants to destroy this great mission, the most formidable weapon she has is to create rumors, gossip, and propaganda from within amongst the devotees, to turn people against each other, to start doubting So let us pray to Lord Dev that he protects this glorious mission of Srila Prabhupada from this most formidable of all enemies. Prabhupada used to say there is absolutely nothing that maya could ever do to destroy our movement from without. The more the demons attack from without, the stronger the movement becomes. But, When there's lying propaganda from within, rumors, gossips, and doubt-creating stories told amongst the devotees from within, this and this alone can destroy everything. So we should be very careful. And we should be very sincere at this time to chant the holy names of the Lord for his divine pleasure.
1: No. For further details of this cassette, please contact Radhanath Swami Tape Ministry, Sri Sri Radha Gopinath Mandir, International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Addresses 7 km Munshi Marg, Chaupati, Bombay 400007, India.